You are listening to the audio podcast of the weekly message preached at Central United Methodist Church in Arlington, Virginia. You're invited to worship with us in person on Saturdays at 4.30 p.m. or virtually through Zoom or Facebook on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Visit us at www.cumcballston.org. There you can learn more about our congregation and how we worship God, serve others, and embrace all. Matthew 5, verses 1 through 16 from the Common English Bible. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up a mountain. He sat down, and his disciples came to him. He taught them, saying, Happy are people who are hopeless, because the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Happy are people who grieve, because they will be made glad. Happy are people who are humble, because they will inherit the earth. Happy are people who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness, because they will be fed until they are full. Happy are people who show mercy, because they will receive mercy. Happy are people who have pure hearts, because they will see God. Happy are people who make peace, because they will be called God's children. Happy are people whose lives are harassed, because they are righteous, because the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Happy are you when people insult you and harass you and speak all kinds of bad and false things about you, all because of me. Be full of joy and be glad, because you have a great reward in heaven. In the same way, people harass the prophets who came before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its saltiness, how will it become salty again? It's good for nothing except to be thrown away and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city on top of a hill can't be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. Instead, they put it on top of a lampstand, and it shines light on all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before people, so they can see the good things you do, and praise your Father who is in heaven. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you for reading our scripture, Sharon. Mm -hmm. Now, when Jesus saw the crowd, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he started to teach them. He began, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. But just then a man stood up in the back and he began to yell, what are you talking about? What is poor in spirit? You have to work for success. You have to leave behind the people who don't have what it takes. Look at me. I'm rich and powerful and no one can control me. Well, heads turned. Jesus started to lose the attention of some who'd gathered to hear him. But he continued, Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. 
The same man in the back began to yell again, hey, who wants a morning crybaby? You have to be tough. All your leaders are weak and just let people walk all over them. Well, some in the crowd grew more curious and they moved closer to that man in the back. But Jesus persisted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Now the man in back was passionately appealing to the crowd. He said, all of you have been neglected for too long. This man, he's not going to fight for you. He's not looking out for you. He's looking out for Samaritans. He's looking out for tax-collecting traitors. It's time Jesus put his own people first. Well, those in the crowd whose attention had been turned were fully attentive and listening with their curious ears and their nodding heads of approval. But Jesus persisted. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. The man in the back cried again, enough with this political correctness. It's getting you nowhere. Jesus was losing the interest of many in the crowd. More and more heads and hearts were turning toward that bellowing man. Some started to raise their hands and fists in response to him, and people were cheering, and they were chanting. And Jesus persisted by saying, Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. The man in the back continued to bellow, these people, the Samaritans, the Gentiles, the tax collectors, they're the enemy and you have to fight fire with fire. And still Jesus persisted. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. By now, the majority of the crowd had become raucous in their approval toward that man yelling in the back. He was quickly gaining a following. They roared with passion and began to drown out the voice of Jesus. But he persisted undeterred. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. Some in the crowd grew uncomfortable and felt threatened by the words of Jesus. They didn't like how he was naming blessed because many who had gathered to hear him had privilege and status in their community and he wasn't talking about them. They began to chant back at Jesus saying, all lives are blessed. All lives are blessed. And then the man in the back declared, follow me. It's time you had a strong leader. Let us go and take back what is ours. And Jesus calmly and confidently persisted. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. 
for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That shouting man and his newfound followers began to walk away. Some who followed were fully enraptured by his message of power and dominance. Others, wary of his demeanor, reluctantly joined him, longing for a sense of control over their culture and their future. There were many who left that day, marching down the road away from Jesus. After several minutes, the dust from their footsteps settled, and Jesus turned to see the small crowd who had stayed. They were a diverse bunch, rich and poor, Jew and Gentile, young and old. Their eyes betrayed trepidation, but they looked longingly and hopefully at Jesus, needing reassurance from him that their faithfulness in him as their rabbi was not in vain. Jesus looked each of them in the eye before he continued, and he finished his preaching by saying, Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This reimagining of Jesus' preaching on the Sermon on the Mount was originally written by the Reverend Corey Fields. He is able to use his imagination to sit back 2,000 years in that crowd and wonder how much has changed. Our scripture is an ancient text, and yet it speaks to our corrupted humanity that remains in place from one generation to the next and still appears to this day. As Jesus preached to that crowd so long ago, I can easily imagine the uneasy tension that was growing as he preached his word of blessedness. Jesus used both the present and the future tense as part of his teaching that day. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Both the present and the future are used throughout his sermon. And so this tension of God's kingdom being here in glimpses, but also yet to come, it becomes fully real in that one sermon. Jesus was continually telling his disciples that the kingdom of God had come near and yet their lives were still surrounded by the brokenness of sin of their day. In the same way, we celebrate that Christ has risen and is with us today, and yet the fullness of the kingdom has yet to come. Jesus' sermon that day says many things that we would find to be counterintuitive. We so often associate blessing with happiness, and we link happiness to tangible items, material things, and outward circumstances of life. But Jesus tells us that being blessed is not based 
on material things or even external circumstances. Blessedness is connected to the person you are inside. Some are so self-absorbed they can never feel genuinely blessed nor know genuine joy or all of the peace that passes all understanding. Former senior pastor of Shady Grove Presbyterian Church in Pittsburgh, he is now president of Princeton Seminary, wrote a book, and in this book, Reverend Barnes tells a story of trying to prepare a sermon, settle a staff conflict, and basically save the world all in one week, like a pastor does, right? Well, he was feeling a little weary, and he had one more thing to do before he could go home. He needed to lead a communion service in a nursing home. He was honest in his writing and said, it was the last thing I wanted to be doing that day, and yet he went. And this is where he met Mrs. Lucille Linz. He recounts this event by saying, Mrs. Linz was almost blind and was very hard of hearing. She had gradually become shut off from the world. Her health was slipping away. And now she was confined to a small room, having given up her house several years before. She had outlived her husband and her close friends. Very few people in our church still remembered her. She had lost everything but life itself. Pastor Barnes wrote that it was a humble scene when he gathered with her in that nursing home. He muttered the words, This is my body, broken for you. This is my blood poured out for you. They fumbled their way through the liturgy. He guided her shaking hand to the bread and cup. She spilled the juice on his slacks, and he thought to himself, just one more thing I have to deal with later. As he left, he said a prayer, and when he was leaving that room, he heard her clearly say, Thank you, God, for being so good to me. Thank you that I am not forgotten. Thank you for always loving me. Blessed are the poor in spirit, Jesus tells us. Mrs. Lynn was poor in spirit, and she understood that she was blessed. She was loved and remembered by God not because of what she could do for others, but because she was named and claimed as a child of God. People who are poor in spirit have no other choice but to find their identity and their security in their relationship with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is the blessing. They are freed from thinking they have earned God's grace, from thinking they have earned God's love, from thinking they have done all the good things they need to do to make their way into heaven. They are freed from knowing that the blessing of the Beatitudes is not about us. It's not how we feel. It is about what God has done, what God is doing, and what God has promised to continue doing in this world. God has continued to bless those who are poor in spirit, and God continues to do that today 
as we prepare once again to gather around the table where we have not earned a place, but when we have been invited, where we have been called and invited by name. The blessing of God comes to us because God has offered it, and that's all that is needed. Thanks be to God. Amen.